Tonight we're going to talk about thoughtfulness because of the great thoughtfulness of God. God thought of us before he made us. And you tonight are expressing thoughtfulness by being at worship, being online, or being here present. We are thankful to you for thinking of us and thinking of God. Let us go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for your great, masterful plan, the wonderful scheme of redemption that you have brought down to man, saving us and granting to us an opportunity to be with you, Lord God, forever in the eternals, in the heavenlies. Please continue to be with us, your children. Help us to honor you in a way that brings glory and honor to your name. Help us, Lord God, in all that we think and all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank thee to be thy will. Amen. Please turn to Matthew chapter 5. God's greatest creation, human beings. God's most precious gift to humans is humans. We are God's greatest. How thoughtful are we toward one another? When you see a man, your fellow man, you're looking at God's greatest gift. How thoughtful are we toward one another? How kind are we toward our fellow human beings? How kind and thoughtful have I found myself to be towards those of a lesser position than me? Maybe the poor, uh, the weak, the struggling the feeble. How about the lady who cleans the hotel room? You think about her and all the labor that she'll put into that room specifically for you, though you rarely, if ever, see her? What about the person that uh, cleans the stores as we, you know, travel through the stores to pick up this item or that item? The one who actually cleans the floors and takes care of the messes that people like us, that we leave behind. How thoughtful are we toward our fellow human being? As we meet people from day to day, we must remember that every person is significant and significantly important to God. That God has placed every human being on this earth and every human being has some kind of purpose. Whether we fulfill that purpose uh, in, in obedience to Christ and serving humanity or not, we still have some kind of purpose. And I believe that every human being deserves your kind attention. I believe we all, we all deserve it, right? Toward one another. The kind attention of each other. I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 5 for just a moment. Because this is what Jesus says and teaches us to do. In verse 47, And if you greet your brothers only, what... Do you do more than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. You you think Jesus wants us kind of to step outside of that box? And I know right now during the pandemic, I get tired of saying that sometimes, but it is what it is, right? It's hard to see a smile, but I think we've learned to find the smile in a person's eyes. We've learned more now how to read eyes maybe than we have 
in the past, we can tell when a person gives us a greeting or a smile, right? I think of Jesus, right? John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Jesus says, you know, you don't just, don't just love just people that love you or just the brethren. Step outside the box, right? And be kind to everyone. Jesus talked to everyone. Here was a great surprise. A great surprise that now as we look at it from the text and we say, look at what God did. Verse 9, the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman therefore said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. You're breaking the rules and you don't seem to care. Brethren, God wants us to break the rules, right? Break the rules of society and be that shining light of God. Look down at verse 27. Verse 27 says, At this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you see? Or, Why do you speak with her? As if women are humans too, right? I mean, you got to break the rules of society that they have laid down for us that says that we ought to treat people one way or another. Please turn to Philippians chapter 4. God wants us to step outside of our box, those comfort zones that we find uh, for ourselves, and be a unique and peculiar people as God has commanded us to be. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 21, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's house. Wait, Caesar, wait a minute. I don't want to talk to those brethren, do you? Not Caesar, right? I mean, because out of that place comes the murder of our brethren. But there was a church in Caesar's household. Just kind of secretive. Didn't really tell everybody. Greet all the saints, especially those in Caesar's household. Because they were struggling too, right? And then verse 23, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And then Ephesians 4 and verse 32, one of my uh, favorite uh, scriptures in the book of Ephesians. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving each other just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Kindness. So kindness goes a long way, right? Thoughtfulness. You know, in Alaska, we've... um, We've journeyed the roads over and over and over again. Some of us more than others, especially driving, you know, down south or up north. And in the wintertime, when you drive north or you drive south, you know, you don't just leave people out there, right? I mean, because they could die very quickly. But at the same time, you know what happens? We, you know, our, our protective, uh, you know, I guess mind comes in and we go, well, I got to make sure I'm safe first. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I, I get that. And that's really important. So I'm not trying to supersede that thought or that that uh, understanding that God has given to us. But kindness goes an extremely far away. Right? Especially when you know that you're driving and there's no cell service and someone obviously legitimately has a flat tire or something's going on and you, you pull over to help and you just you know, give them a can of fix a flat or you do something, right? And they're able to make it out of the mountains safely. Just imagine how thoughtful that was, that gesture, and how thankful those people will be forever. They'll talk about it forever. I remember that time when one night at 11.30 p.m. an old 
older African American woman was standing on the side of the Alabama highway trying to endure a lashing rainstorm. Her car had broken down and she desperately needed a ride. Soaking wet, she decided to flag down the next car. A young white man stopped to help her, generally unheard of in those conflict-filled 1960s. The man took her to safety, helped her get assistance, and put her into a taxi cab. She seemed to be in a big hurry. But he wrote down his address and, and thanked, she wrote down his address and thanked him. Seven days went by and a knock came at the man's door. To his surprise, a giant console color TV was delivered to his home. A special note was attached. It read, Thank you so much for assisting me on the highway the other night. The rain drenched not only my clothes but also my spirits. And then you came along. Because of you, I was able to make it to my dying husband's bedside just before he passed away. God bless you for helping me and unselfishly serving others. Sincerely, Mrs. Nat King Cole. It doesn't matter that it was Mrs. Nat King Cole, but it was the thought that her husband was dying. He didn't know that her husband was dying. He was just a thoughtful man and saw a desperate person in need, and he pulled over and he helped her. And what a tremendous blessing it was to her, a blessing that she would never forget. Thoughtfulness. Turn, please, to Luke chapter 10. Thoughtfulness. You know, Jesus gave us an account in Luke 10. We've, we've read it time and time and time again. You've heard, you know, countless stories or, or sermons, rather, about the good Samaritans. But isn't that kind of what Jesus wants us to be? A good Samaritan? Someone who touches the life of another just from compassion. Verse 30. Jesus replied and said, A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell among robbers. And they stripped him and beat him. And went off leaving him half dead. And by chance a certain priest was going down on that road. And when he saw him he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite also. And when he came to the place and saw him. He passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him. And when he saw him. He felt compassion and came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil or wine on them. He put his own, he put him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I return, I will repay you. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor? to the man who fell into the robber's hands. And he said, the one who showed mercy toward him. And Jesus said to him, go and do the same. You know what's interesting? We have purpose. And God promises us in the Bible, he says, that he will repay you when you lend to the poor or when you help someone, whatever you, whatever you sow, whatever you sow into the hearts of people or whatever you sow in life, you will reap. Nothing else is said in the whole Bible about the Good Samaritan. Nothing. It's just an account that Jesus spoke of that many countless people have been throughout the lives of others, and maybe even in your life, and maybe you've been that Good Samaritan. And nothing else will be said about the kind deed that you did. You just go home or go on your way. 
as if it meant nothing. But thoughtfulness carries such a heavy burden on the lives of other people in a positive way to where they begin, some people say, pay it forward, right? You hear that. Well, just pay it forward. And now they're starting to produce even more and more ideas of, of thoughtfulness when a person is down or struggling on their luck and you, you step in there and you're there for them. I'll tell you, brethren, as the Bible tells us, as Jesus showed us, thoughtfulness goes a long way. In the book of uh, Galatians chapter 6, God talks about thoughtfulness again. And he tells us, in regards to kindness and, and, and helping of others, sometimes there's this, this time when you can't be there for, for two people. Maybe, maybe you get a call, and I mean, I know it doesn't happen often, but you get a call from, from someone that needs help, and then immediately after, someone else calls and needs help, and you can only help one of the two. And you can't help both, and you've got to make a decision. And God gave us a rule, a godly rule. And he says in verse 10, So then, while you have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially those who are of the household of the faith. So if it ever came down between a brother or someone in the world, you've got to help your brethren first, right? He gave us a rule. We've got a standard to live by. And thank God for his standards. Turn to John chapter 13. Jesus showed us and taught us that it's not just being thoughtful in the sense of, um, of, of, of being there when a person has a need, but he taught us a lesson to make servitude and thoughtfulness a part of our everyday life, right, toward one another. In John 13, he, he gave us the example of washing feet. And he says in verse 12, And so when he had washed their feet and taken their garments, he reclined at the table again. And he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've gave you an example that you should follow or that you should do as I did to you. It's something that we should follow. In other words, what Jesus is saying, never become in this life so high and mighty that you can't help somebody else. Right? Never lose the perspective of life. Turn to Isaiah, please, chapter 61. That anyone that has a need, if I have the opportunity and I have the blessing or the gift to be able to help them, I should be there for people in the world. Thoughtfulness. Just to be thoughtful. To be thoughtful toward each other. In verse 1 of Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. What did Jesus do? Wow, right? Be like Jesus as he gave us an example of thoughtfulness. In the days when an ice cream sundae costs much less, a 10-year-old boy entered a hotel, coffee shop, and sat at the table. A waitress put a glass of water in front of him. How much is an ice cream sundae, he asked. 50 cents, 
replied the waitress. The little boy pulled his hand out of his pocket and studied the coins in it. Well, how much is a plain dish of ice cream? He inquired. By now, more people were waiting for the table, and the waitress was growing impatient. Thirty-five cents, she brusquely replied. The little boy again counted his coins. I'll have the plain ice cream, he said. The waitress brought the ice cream, put the bill on the table, and walked away. The boy finished the ice cream, paid the cashier, and left. And when the waitress came back, she began to cry as she wiped down the table. There placed neatly beside the empty dish were two nickels and five pennies. You see, he couldn't have the Sunday because he had to have enough left to leave her a tip. Right? Thoughtfulness. She'll remember that for the rest of her life. How would you feel in that moment, in that hour? Thoughtfulness touches us in a way that that the person who, who demonstrated the act of kindness will never know. Philippians, please, chapter 2. Thinking of others is the call that God has for His children. Because thoughtfulness goes a very long way. The obstacle in our path may be the stepping stone from the Lord, right? It may be this great, glorious opportunity that we've been looking for. And in verse 3, the Bible says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. And what's interesting is, every time I read this to a person of the world, they always say, well, what about me? We've been conditioned to think like that. You know, like I try to explain to them, well, if I'm holding your hand, and then it goes around a big circle, and someone at the end is holding my hand, everyone's taken care of. There's no one left, right? We're supposed to hold each other's hand and help each other to walk into the glorious gates of Jesus to heaven. Do not merely, verse 4, look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. In ancient times, a king had a boulder placed on a roadway. And then he hid himself and watched to see if anyone would remove the rock. Some of the king's wealthiest merchants and courtiers came by and simply walked around it. Many loudly became, excuse me, blamed the king for not keeping the roads up. For not keeping the roads clear. But none did anything about it. About the stone of the boulder. Then a peasant came along. Carrying a load of vegetables. Upon approaching the boulder, the peasant laid down his burden and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. After much pushing and straining, he finally succeeded. After the peasant picked up his load of vegetables, he noticed a purse lying on the road where the boulder had been. The purse contained many gold coins and a note from the king indicating that the goal was for the person who removed the boulder from the roadway. Hmm. The king was looking for someone who was thoughtful enough to do something about the problem. You know what it's like, right? You want to complain about everything, but nobody wants to do anything, right, about it. No, do something. Be the person that's willing to do something to fix or alter or change the situation. 
Last one. Last story. Last story. There was a little girl named Liz who was suffering from a rare and serious disease. Her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother who had miraculously survived the same disease and had developed the antibodies needed to combat the illness. The doctor explained the situation to her little brother and asked the little boy if he'll be willing to give his blood to his sister. I saw him hesitate for only a moment before taking a deep breath and saying, Yes, I'll do it, if it will save her. As the transfusion progressed, he lay in bed next to his sister and smiled, as we all did, seeing the color returning to her cheek. Then his face grew pale, and his smile faded. He looked up at the doctor and asked with a trembling voice, Will I start to die right away? Being young, the little boy misunderstood the doctor. He thought that he was going to have to give his sister all of his blood in order to save her. Kind of sounds like what Jesus said in John chapter 10. Jesus talked about giving your life for your brother, to give your life for each other, for your sister in Christ. In verse 15, John 10, even as the Father knows me. I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, it wasn't an accident. He didn't spill his blood. He gave his blood willingly for you and I, for the whole world. Every man that's existed, every woman and child, from the days of Adam to the last man that lives on the face of the earth. Verse 16 says, And I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. You read about, you hear about those accounts in those times in the early church, and even today, where one person gives their life for another. How willing are we as God's people to lay our lives down? And it doesn't necessarily mean to die, but rather to give up things, maybe. But I really don't want to. I wouldn't normally give them up. But my brother or my sister has a desperate need, and so I need to be there for them. Turn to John 15, please, in verse 13. How many of us are truly willing to lay down our lives for each other? Greater love, the Bible says, greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friend. Thoughtfulness. First John chapter 3. How thoughtful have I been in relationship to the brethren? How thoughtful am I as an individual? How thoughtful am I to even my enemies? How thoughtful am I toward the elders, toward the deacons, toward the preacher, toward the members, everyone? Thoughtfulness. First John chapter 3 and verse 16. 
We know love by this. That he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. One of the one thing that's so simple, and yet it happens all the time. It's in the life of the soul that we touch. As we're studying the scriptures, and we're either we're either planting the seed through Bible study or watering a seed, but you know it's God who's given the great the growth. So we, we give all the glory to God. But the individual says, Yeah, I want to get baptized. Um but I don't know when you have the time. And we sit back and say, now, whenever you're ready. I mean, like, without a, without a thought, without an, I mean, and they're like, wow. And they feel so blessed that you would take the time to go and baptize them into Christ. And it would go with them for the rest of their days in Christ. Little things, the little things, they mean so much. Tonight, I pray that something has touched you to think about your relationship with God in thoughtfulness. And we might take an inventory and ask ourselves, how thoughtful have I been? How thoughtful am I as a child of God towards those who are lost and toward the brethren? Perhaps we look around and think about maybe this morning and see there's some struggling. Maybe they're struggling with faith or perhaps they just need a word of encouragement or something to call them up, to be an encourager, to say, we love you, and we miss you. Is there anything I can do? Thoughtfulness, just to be there for each other. And tonight, if you're not a child of God, we invite you to surrender to Christ. God thought of you. He thought of me. He thought of us all. The invitation to any and everyone is open. As together we stand and sing our song of invitation. God bless you.